On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I discuss new uh, rules from the FCC regarding leads, Inman New York Connect, and the long tail of associations and MLSs. Join us. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations. This is your co-host, the notorious Rob Hahn. As always, with me, my co-host, the fabulous Greg Robertson, who is dancing up a storm. <laughs> Hola, Rob. Hola. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> How the hell are you? This is like a new look for you. I don't think I've ever seen you in plaid. Really? Well, it's before. my lumberjack. This this is yeah. how my flannel... Um. This is how everybody dresses in Huntington Beach. We have our typical flannel. This is, I guess, more in the wintertime and and then jeans and a pair of Vans. So I've huh. got, um, I'm representing all three here. Oh, the um, the Huntington look. The Huntington look, exactly. So, yeah. How's it different than like the Seattle grunge look? Remember when it's flannel not much was like different. the thing? It's, it's okay. not much different, actually. Yeah, it's not much it's different. Like, they haven't really gone on It's hard for me to there. come up with two cities that are more different than Huntington Beach and Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. In terms of weather, attitude, you know. I don't think I think the the Seattle probably doesn't include the vans, right? So, um, okay. maybe maybe some maybe some uh you know, Birkenstocks or uh Doc Martens, but um, you know, here, here yeah. we we represent the uh the old ah, school vans here. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, there's uh, stuff going on, and um, I think we kind of have to talk about a topic that we're hoping to address again, maybe in a future episode with like be a primer, experts. right? A primer. That's right. But yeah. you know, I figure the two of us uh, can at least discuss it because it is, you know, it is uh, on people's minds, or or rather, let me put it this way: I don't think that it's, I don't think it's on people's minds. That's why I it think it's should a good be. topic. Yeah, it should be yeah. on people's minds. Um, it's just like the insiders uh, are starting to get woken up to it. So let's at least address it. And what, of course, what we're talking about are the new rules from the FCC, this federal communications yes, government just in our ass every day. Now, now, now another agency's in our ass. Oh my God, Greg, are you are you turning into a Republican? Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> I just heard that. <laughs> Oh man, don't get me started. I think you Biden people love government. You want more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in any event, the FCC came out with they finalized some new rules, okay, around lead generation. And you know, I first heard about this uh actually kind of uh from, you know, our industry, but what I've been seeing more recently like on YouTube and place our insurance industry. Right, freaking out. So, I mean, I guess we could kind of go through it, um, but fundamentally, when you wrap it all in, it comes down to you are no longer allowed, I guess, as a lead generation website, right, to get a lead from a consumer and then send it to multiple advertisers, right? What you have to now get is specific one-to-one consent from the consumer, Right, <clears throat> to be contacted by a specific seller or service provider. So obviously, this has enormous implications for us as an industry. Um, and I know you've written about this, but um, we'll put in the show notes. There's a link to a a link to a housing wire 
podcast mm -hmm. right, right. where they, they kind of talk about this. So we'll put that's a link right. in the show notes to that. That's right. If people want a little bit more in depth about it, but yeah, that's go right. ahead. And I think I just saw him on another podcast on LinkedIn somewhere as well. Uh, by the way, the company uh, is named Evocalize, I think it's, is what it's yeah. called. And um, the uh, the gentleman who was speaking really on this topic is Matthew, can't remember his last name. But if you want to search for it, you can find it. Um, but again, if you were to just go on YouTube and search for like FCC lead generation you're going to find hundreds of videos, particularly from the insurance industry, because they have almost exactly the same type of dynamic where, you know, like you go to one of these like, you know, comparison sites or like find cheap car insurance kind of thing. And then I've done this once and you just get hammered by like yeah. 30 phone calls, texts, emails, right? Um, so it's going to be a real thing for them as well. Similarly, in our industry, we hear about this all the time. You know, one of the reasons why VOW never really took off was consumers assumed if I enter my email, I'm going to get hammered by. Right. <laughs> like, and you know what? Here's the thing. Consumers kind of talk about that, right? If they list the helps and it gets ex and it goes expired, all of a sudden they're getting hammered by 30, 40, 100 real estate agents because the expired list pull the data from the MLS. You know, so there's a lot how this is going to end up having to change, you know, how, how things are done. Um, but so just, again, I think, you know, we're going to have real subject matter so, experts explain it to us. But let me just read through kind of specifically okay. like the key things here, right? It's basically you cannot solicit <clears throat> via automated robocalls or robotexts, right? So the automated part is actually in there. Um or voice calls made using artificial pre-recorded voice. So, right, none of that without this one-to-one -one consent, right? And that consent must be clear and conspicuous disclosure to the consumer, right? And be done in such a way that it's like an average consumer can understand what he's consenting to. Um, and the, the marketing call has to be related to what the consumer is searching for. So in other words, if I go to a car shopping site, right, I can't get a phone call from, uh, you know, TV salesman, right? Hmm. So what it's doing is it's sort of re preventing the resale of some of these leads, which is a fairly significant business, you know, just reselling leads. So, okay, I'm going to stop there. Um, reaction. Well, okay, so let's, let's talk about those models, right? So I yeah. think... And 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 the and the thing is, I might not be you. You know, you might not be caught up on on all the difference because these models are always evolving as far as lead gen is concerned on on these portals as well. But you know, what has been known previously as like the three headed monster, right? Right. Which was, you know, you go to Zillow, you put, you know, you have uh, they have you know different agents there, um, and you fill out this lead capture form. One of yep. those three agents gets um, that lead. Now, I don't know if if there's a, a timeline or, you know, this is maybe in the past or I'm sure they've they've, they've upgraded the, how they do this. But um, having built another site way back in the day with Remax, the way it would work is a, a round robin. A lead would go to that and somewhat of a round robin. But you have you put you put a lead capture form in at a real estate site and then. At that point, I, I think at Zillow, they would sell that lead to internal 
only to internal agents, not external companies, right? And there was a, there was a, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly if it was who paid higher, how many leads they were, you know, uh, or how many impressions they were supposed to get, all those kind of things. But you would now that lead could be sold if that agent was performing. It could be sold to another agent who would contact you to another agent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some IDX. I don't know if the if there's any other sites. I'm not sure exactly how Movado does it. Um, if in the case of Co- Core of CoStar, right? We already know that model. It's very simple. You're you're listing your lead, right? So I don't think that could be sold outside of there. So there might be some, and then, then if you look at OpCity op via Realtor.com, um, you know, what, what happens there? I think those are the, the two, two in my head right now would be Realtor.com and Zillow that have to kind of look at this. Um, but yeah. they've been changing their models so often. It's, it's hard to kind of keep up with what exactly, what products they have as far as lead generation is concerned. I think there are two that, you know, come to my mind, right? One is Zillow, right? The, yeah. sort of contact agent and then it goes that's one the other one actually for me was realtor uh dot com mm-hmm. i mean not realtor redfin a redfin bit. okay because what's oh, not partner clear agents. to me right so what, what's not clear to me is um but i think this is probably the way it works that one-to-one consent is likely to a company right in other words i think of, so take it out of real estate for a second let's say it's auto insurance right and I say, hey, I'm looking for an insurance quote on my car, right? Um, today, the way it works is just by simply putting that in, that website that does the insurance, whatever, comparison tool or whatever, right? They're going to ship that lead, my inquiry out to, say, 10 insurance companies, and then I'm going to get phone calls. So I'm, I'm not sure it goes down to level of the individual is what I'm getting at, right? Like, I don't think it's, hey, I want to be contacted by Josh from, you know, State Farm. And uh, I'm willing to consent to Joni from, you know, whatever, Allstate, right? I think it's, sure, have Allstate call me and have, you know, uh, State Farm call me, right? Okay, bring it to our world. I say, okay, I'm, I want to hear from Keller Williams and Coldwell Banker, right? But, you know, huh. like when you think about how our world works – yeah, what happens there, right? Yeah. And Keller Williams and Coldwell Banker are not buying leads from Zillow, right? The agent is. So it has to be something like, I want well, if, this if they, agent if to call me. Yeah. So right? if it's a premier agent. Right. Right. Ha- only premier agents, if they put a moniker of that thing, is that enough to satisfy – you know, what they're, they're trying to, to put in there. Right. It's funny you say that, like getting these calls, I was at a board meeting at an MLS yesterday and like a couple agents around the table and um, they kept getting texts. <laughs> I mean, from different companies about association insurance. Hey, mm-hmm. call me up to find out about how you set up your NAR association insurance. Right. And it was just, I mean, it was literally, eh, eh, right. Right. you know, coming through there. So there's a real problem there for sure. Um, but yeah. Um, I'm sorry. When you said that, right. uh, multiple things so, just got me. You know, but what you point that. is a good point. Like this is actually really good news for us as consumers. Yeah. Right. And real estate agents are consumers. I mean, I, th- I think about how real estate agents would complain about how many phone calls are getting from vendors. Right. It's like, how'd you even get my numbers? Like chances are they got, you know, like the MLS, the associates sold them a list where they partnered. Right. Like one of the value propositions of uh, the reach program 
is that if you're in the program, you get access to the NAR membership list. I'm yeah. not sure if that's valid anymore under this, right? But leave that to the side. So as consumers, it feels like really good news. You know, where I get to go in and I say, hey, you know what? I'm looking for a washing machine. I want to hear from Maytag and Whirlpool, right? Like, okay. So for Zillow, it feels like they probably have to list all of the premier agents. Well, I mean, again, they're already, you know, in the past, and I haven't looked at this in a while, just the three on there, right? Um, that that have right. paid for that spot. So they might just be able to get away with that's what they revealed is like these are one of these three one of these agents, you know, will be contacting you. And and if one right. doesn't live up to the expectation, <laughs> it may rotate down to the next one on that list, right? Right. I yeah. so the, my thinking about it, I don't think Zillow has that big of an issue. Okay. And here's what I mean. Especially with like the, the flex model that they've been really mm -hmm. pursuing. Do you remember how Zillow would talk about we're going to have our people just sort of screen that lead? Yeah, of course, because right? agent responsiveness. I mean, we talked about this not, before. Not, it's, just, right. it's horrible. Right. Not yeah. only that, but the agent also, I think, benefits if it's a clean lead. It's okay. This guy's actually ready, willing, and able to buy from you. So here's well, the, yeah, yeah. So, so the, here's the, a real the, lead. Right. Yeah. So, well, actually, I think the way, um, and I, I, I forgot who did this, but the way they described it, and I think it was brilliant, um, was they're not selling you in a lead. They're selling you an appointment. Right. 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 So that's, that's somebody, you know, that's been cultivated that, right. you know, right. has, you know, has been through their system and I'm like, okay, well, let's set up a time for you guys to meet or let's set up a time for you guys to talk. And that's, that's right. That's how they get that money. That's how they that's get right. the 30, 40% referral. Fee. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I don't think it's that big a deal for Zillow because obviously in that conversation or whatever messaging back and forth with the, with the buyer, with the consumer, <clears throat> it's like, okay, I hear what you're saying. I'm going to link you up with the, the missing piece then is I'm going to link you up with John from KW. Right. Right. And then the consumer will be like, yeah, great. I want to hear from John. And then yeah. there's no problems. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think that's a big a deal. What I wonder about is Redfin with the partner agent. So remember Redfin forever, like from the very beginning, one of the things they said was, look, we have employee agents, right? So we can't handle business that's below a certain price point. Or in some cases, we only have so much bandwidth in a market. So we have to send those, those leads, those buyers to one, our partner network, right? It feels like to me now Redfin's going to have to make some changes. So I say, hey, I want to see this house, right? And I think Redfin's going to have to say, that's great. Like, here's a list of our partner agents, right? Like, if it's one of, if it's something that they can serve themselves, and I don't think because it's at the company level is how I feel like, that one-to-one -one consent is have a Redfin agent contact me, right? Great. No problem. But I think if it's a partner agent, that probably is the next step here. Where you're going to say, hey, we are not able to help you with one of our agents. Here's a list of our partner agents. You know, who do you want to be contacted by? Something along those lines of what I'm thinking. Yeah, gosh, that's, I mean, that's just a horrible experience. I mean, you know, they, they, they talk about in, in a sign-up flow, like a analysis paralysis, and you want to keep the number of interactions as, as few Agreed. as you can. I mean, 
I, I just think of coming from a consumer, it's like if I see a list of 40 agents, like I don't know which one I want to, you know, they're going to have to have to do that. Um, yeah. Wow. They're going to have to uh, figure something out. I think yeah. because I don't see how the Redfin partner model does not fall into this FCC role. Right. Right. So those are two that like immediately came to mind. The, the other thing though here is like just, uh, you know, coming from, uh, you know, when I was my time at eNeighborhoods and we had a, um, a partner company that really did a, a lot of great work on, you know, there's this category of new homeowners, right? And there's statistics all around that, like a, a um, new homeowners spend 8,000, you know, have a spend $8,000 within the first three months at like a Home yep. Depot or they, yep. or they seem to buy a new car. Like, you know, there's some stats around like, so like marketers, like the, a new homeowner is a, is gold. Right. And they, once they, so there's a lot of industries built up, up around gathering new home data, home sale data, and then, um, and then getting to those owners and then mar selling that list yep. to the home depots, the Lowe's, the, you know, the, sh the local, uh, car dealerships all yep. around that. I mean, how does that, um, you know, what's the implication I, there? Right. I think it's dead. Yeah. God. I don't I mean, see how you could buy Because they're not list. collecting that via like, they're not collecting that via the web. What they're doing is they're going down to the local court office or, you know, they're, they're contacting Adam or first Correct. American or all these Correct. guys and getting a list and then just, and then putting together products and putting them out there. I mean, is that's that, right. does that become illegal or, you know, I think so. That's crazy. Well, maybe it's not illegal because the issue is you can't use robo calls or robo text with those lists. So maybe you have to just use that list and do emails or, or most of the time that I see it, it's really more the direct marketing, the uh, right. or, or postcards and yeah, postcards and and, yeah. and mail, you know, type postcards of and mailers yeah. are, not, mail. are not. Sorry, a, that's what I was thinking. Right. They're not affected yeah. by this because we've been dealing with that for like fifty years as a country, right? Yeah. So every time I move, I get whole shitload of junk mail, right? But it's mail, so it's right. So it's not as disruptive as a phone call or a text, right? Right. So, like, and most right. of the time, I just, it all just goes right in the trash. It's giant. Well, there's, but there's, I know there's companies, this whole thing is matching you of list of addresses with emails and phone numbers too, right? That's so, right. That's the sophisticated right. marketers basically, that's right. You know, they'll hit every single one of those. That's, that's right. crazy. That I think yeah. is dead now. I don't think you can do that. Or maybe if you, maybe you can if you do individual phone calls, like you would have to hire a call center. So what that means is the cost of marketing goes dramatically up, right? Because, you know, you could send out 30,000 text messages for pennies, you know, to hire yeah. people to Annoying. send 30, you know, to make it not automated. Yeah, you're, it's going to cost you a lot of money, right? So, yeah, I think lists are dead. I does, what your story about uh, the board meeting makes me think, I think vendors can no longer buy lists from associations, well, uh, to be quite honest, with you, the, the the associations really don't buy, sell lists, right? I mean, if anything happens, they'll they'll send something out on your behalf. But they, no okay. association or MLS will have, let you touch the damn member database. Which okay, is yeah, like, yeah. I, I always thought it's like a a thing. Like, okay, yeah, you can sell here, but sign this piece of paper to get the data, and the and the, and the piece of paper says you can never contact any of our members using our. Okay, our so data. these it's like. <laughs> These yeah, what? random phone calls and texts that are coming in that they got a list from somewhere. 
Right. right. Maybe not from the association. They got a li- that. That's all dead. I oh, don't think yeah. There's agent it. lists that can be bought for sure too. Yeah. yeah. I think that's all dead. I think it has to be one on one to one consent required before you can contact them through automated, right? Which, you know, uh, okay. So now we go almost entirely, you know, if you will, to the world of pull marketing instead of push marketing. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> um, now, at the ground level, I do know that there are some agents that are use these robo dialers. Yeah. For things like uh, FISBO and I don't think you could do that anymore. I think before you robo-dial or robo-text somebody, you need their consent to contact them. Well, I mean, I'm not sure about – I mean, think about door knocking, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if if you uh, – is it is it is it such a bad thing? And again, you know, I'm not – I haven't totally thought this out, so I might be running into a wall here at the end of my <laughs> sentence. But I mean – you know, if I could get, if I'm living in, you know, this, this one area, call it C-Mark, that's my development. And I have an address, I have a list of the owners and the phone numbers of everybody there. And I'm a realtor. Is it such a bad thing to, to, you know, start calling those guys and say, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm Susie. I live on Red Jacket Circle and I'm a real estate agent and I love your house. And I've, you know, I've got some buyers for you. Uh, would you be interested in kind of listening to some of the offers being made? Oh no. Okay. Thanks. Click next. I mean that, that whole, I mean, that's, that's like fundamental. My impression from reading the, I've read through like three different law firms and their sort of interpretation of what this rule means. My interpretation is Susie, the realtor can do that. What Susie cannot do is hire a company that does robocalls. That makes sense. So, well, yeah, but I mean, uh, that's a. So it tool. has to be manual. That's a tool, right? Granted, but it's it, but that's the issue, right? So what the FCC is out out banning outright is robocalls, robotechs, right? Right. So I have to hire um, my, you know, my my daughter will make the phone calls for me and hand me the phone once. And then I, okay. Right. Make the next one, honey, right. make the next right. one. Honey. Or, I mean, or, <laughs> Hey, you know, like uh, a lot of agents too, they do their hour of power. You got to dial, but you got to call the damn dial, leads. Yeah. Right. And say, I'm Susie. You know, Jack. So, okay. No. Okay, cool. Now I've done telemarketing and it's not easy. Nope. You know, it's not easy. It's uh if you have like a 10% hit rate, that's a really good day. You know, it's closer it's to like one in a thousand, you know, one in a hundred. Um, now, if you are doing that, just manual calling, now you're running into some of the other laws, right? Like, are they on a do not call registry? Right. Well, that's the thing is that a lot of the tools, one of the main value proposition of a tool that will do calls for you is that you're you're buying? It's all part of a service, right? Correct. You're going to get the list, Correct. you're going to get the tool, and they have vetted the list to make sure it's not done. That Correct. it's not on those things, Correct. right? So, Correct. yeah, this this, this I'm not even sure if this has been that well thought out. If they're if they're really kind of thinking about that the way you're describing it, right? Oh, I'm I'm sure they've. Oh, who knows? I I don't know. We're yeah. talking government here, right? Well, this but, is good because we're we're kind of asking questions. This is, we said, is more of a primer. We'll Correct. get a real expert on here Correct. to kind of like, you know, put it on there, right? Correct. Okay. But I'll tell you what, man. One thing that does kind of occur to me about this sort of unintended consequence is this actually could 
make realtors, real estate agents, super valuable. Okay, explain that that to me. So, you know, one of the value propositions of sort of the more experienced real estate agents they talk about is they have the network of service providers, right? So, hey, I use a buyer agent. I bought this new house. Hey, who's a good plumber? Right. Right. Hey, you know, I need a whatever, some a handyman, right? Like that is a one-to-one consent right there where the realtor could say, oh, yeah, no, let me t- t- tell you about Jack the plumber, right? Do you mind if Jack calls you? Here's a consent, whatever, come to my website. I could see something like that happening, right? Like a smart agent or broker website, like, you know, hey, whatever, who's your agent? <laughs> you know, like, who, right? Like a almost yeah, yeah. a service provision platform becoming like a lead gen source. Um, there's some- no that makes that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, we we I think we've talked about this before, but you know, thousand watt had done a study about like agent loyalty and like what 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 do consumers really want from an agent after they mm-hmm. work with them? And it turns out to be really three specific things. It's number one is, of course, keeping track of the value of your home. As anybody with a good CMA would do. Uh, <laughs> the second thing would be, um, hey, do you know a good painter? Do you know a good, you know, handyman? Do you know a good, you know, locksmith or yep. whatever? Right, that service yep. provider as you're talking about. And the third is um, advice on like, well, I'm thinking of doing this in my kitchen. Is that going to give me the best cost for value ratio as far as if, if we decide to sell? So that's right. Um, I think just building a, a whole business on those three tenements is a um, it's a good idea, right? That's um, right. That's I mean, right. this is, goes back to your thing of like pull marketing. Um, and you know what they call that in the business is like content marketing, right? Of uh, mm-hmm. yep. putting out good content on that, on that stuff. Yep. No. So I don't, you know, in a way this could be, you know, this could be fine, you know, for the industry. And I think, yeah, I would know, want to vocalized- get into the nitty, nitty yeah. details of, of what that, what, what they're talking about here. Cause that, some of that stuff sounds kind of scary. Like if you're going after tools, Right. I mean, I, I get the fact of like, if you go up to a website, you're deceived that that's going to be sold to everybody. Now that, that, that absolutely. Right. But I mean, you know, if you're going to get it down to things that are banning things that are going to make somebody more efficient in their job. Eh. They're banning. So here's the issue. They're banning those tools that make someone more efficient at their jobs because them being efficient at their job is annoying the fuck out of consumers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, I mean, I on, on a given day, I probably get three spam texts. Oh, God, I get, you know, three spam calls a day. I mean, it's... And, and, and this is, by the way, with... I actually went and, like, bought apps that sit on my phone and, you know, like, try and minimize that. Even with yeah. that, you know, just on an average day, three spam texts. On a non-average, I could be getting ten or twenty, and yeah. then I have to take the time to like delete it. Like it's it's fucking annoying. So yeah, yeah. I don't mind I, as a consumer. I do not mind removing that tool, right? Right. So right. yeah, I suppose if I had a company, if my business was providing robo texting, I mean, you're Maybe dead, not. <laughs> right? <laughs> or I suppose that what they have to say is okay, we can do robo text, but you have to get this one-to-one consent. Right. Um, there is probably something for agents, brokers, everyone to think about, vendors to think about, which is you're probably going to want to 
have some record of that 120 consent because you can get sued for violating this and it's $1,500 per in statutory damages. But I mean, what realtor is going to like capture leads and sell them off? No, no. Literally, it's just by contacting somebody without their permission. Oh, okay. That you bought these leads from somebody that have done and that. And then you contacted them. Oh, yeah. No, that's not The good. consumer yeah. could get $1,500 from you for an unauthorized right, text, right. if you will. So before you text any, before any of that shit, and yes, you know, there's some, some notion as to the manuals, fine, right? It's just the automated that they're trying to knock out. Mm-hmm. But why? Well, I why mean, fuck even around? if you, even if you, man, if you bought a list of consumers that were def- defrauded in a sense where they thought they were going to talk to one company, but they sold it to you, even if I think you called it manually, you'd probably be exactly. subject to exactly. Yeah, and how does which a realtor why, know? Yeah, that's right, that's which crazy. is why then as a realtor, as a business, I'm going to want like a, a record of here's your content, here's where you check this box, here's where you said contact me, right? So it's probably going to raise record keeping, I think, hmm. requirements for something like this. Um, but other than that, I think this is generally a positive, right? Generally a positive. Um, like I said, the portals, I think they can adjust. This is not the end of the world. Um, at least in real estate, the portals that I'm thinking of, they're all pretty good at, to your point, no, they don't sell leads anymore. They try and sell appointments. Yeah. But that's probably a positive. You know, that is probably a positive. So, yeah, well, depending on yeah, your perspective of the industry, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, but for, for, from this standpoint, yes. Yeah. Now, this is just two random assholes talking about this on the internet. We are trying to line up a guest uh, who is truly is an expert, in the, a subject matter expert. So we may be revisiting this topic in the next next few yeah. weeks. Um, and in the meantime, like who knows? There are going to be other people publishing content who really do understand kind of the ins and outs of uh, you know text and call marketing. So <clears throat> you know, but keep an eye out. Our point is, this is an issue that you need to be aware of if you are a broker, an agent, a vendor, right? If you're if you're just in real estate and you're involved with leads in any way, shape, or form, right? This is something you need to be aware of. So, with that said, I think the other it's like well, all we talk about these days is government action and laws. <laughs> <laughs> well, we there's a couple other things. Um, I just put this in there, and we we hadn't talked about this before, but I mean, uh, I think people will be listening to this podcast that are going to Inman next week. Are you going to Inman, uh, no. New York? No. I'm not either. I'm going up to Seattle for some family stuff. Yeah. But um, I know looking at the panels, the panels look actually they're really having a focus on MLS this year because mm-hmm. because of what the hell's going on. And yeah. Ed Zorn's going to be there talking about, you know, po- possible settlements. Um, yeah. I think one thing I was would have loved to kind of be able to be there for would be a panel that um has got um Matt Consalvo on. And I and and Emily and some others sure. uh, and John D. Michelle and I know they're going to be bringing up this whole thing that happened and I, I don't want to speak about but it they anymore. Can't but the, the lawyer's going to tell them you are not allowed to comment. You have to just go. I can't comment on ongoing litigation. Uh, yeah, may, maybe maybe if they if they kind of keep it high level. But I mean, there, there's right. a lot going on there. Um, but I, maybe so maybe Matt specifically level. can't comment. But it would be interesting to hear what other MLSs think about what's going on over there. Um, Sure. And, um, you know, uh, 
yeah i mean that 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 makes me you know have a little bit of fomo but uh at the same time i've got you know some other stuff to take care of but um that yeah, that looked yeah. pretty good um so you're gonna have fomo i i'm not gonna have fomo i'm gonna have <laughs> Because here's the thing, man. Honestly, honestly, do you really think we're going to hear something new? Okay, so I'll just throw this out here. Have we really uh, – God, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get your point. I mean, I would just I, – I, I don't I, – there's a lot of things going on. This latest Zillow thing is only a um, a portion of that. Mm-hmm. But you know what are what other MLS other MLS leaders think about this? Okay, so they they hate it. I can't believe Zillow yeah. sued. Okay, now yeah. what? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd love yeah. to hear other perspectives on on a, a myriad of topics uh, of that, not just not just the one that you mentioned. I mean, the the only chance we would hear something new is if they actually make one of my predictions come true and I get another steak dinner. <laughs> if they all say, "Oh yeah, we're le- we're quitting NAR," right, right, they're not going to say that. No, none right. of those people are getting on stage and saying that, right, right. So, like, what you know? Are or, or <clears throat> how about this? So, what are you guys doing to prepare for the inevitable lawsuit in, in case you haven't yet been sued? Right, right. The three guys you just mentioned, I think they're all sued. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just it's it, everybody's right. getting sued. Everybody's right. So getting sued. what what can they say about that? Well, you know, yeah. we can't comment on ongoing litigation or, right? So, yeah. What right? is the other thing? Like, who who else is going to be dragged in this? Is it, have has a title company yet been sued? I mean, yeah. if they want the real money. Go after title companies. Yeah, but there's there's no antitrust claim on title companies from, from well, this set of facts, right? Yeah. No, from these I mean, set of facts. My point being yeah. simply like. Copycat lawyers are lazy. They're just going to say, oh, hey, look, they won a bunch of money using this. Let's just copy and paste that. Hence the copycat, right? They can't copy and paste it against right. fidelity. <laughs> like They would actually right. do the real work, come up with some theory and blah, 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 right? So, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I stopped keeping track of all the lawsuits. I think another one was just filed in California. I think yeah. there was another. Yeah, huge. The, the New York one I had to comment on only because it was New York and it was Rebney. Right, which I thought was interesting, and that Rebney's rules are just like holy shit. Like, are you serious? Um, uh, the only thing I thought thought was interesting about the Rebney thing was the fact that Rebney went and changed their rules because of Sitzer because of these lawsuits, and they still got sued because like that's great you changed the rules. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't change them three years ago or two years you didn't ago. Whatever three it was. Years yeah, ago, exactly. Uh-huh. Right. So yeah. Northwest MLS, like I don't remember when they changed their rules. The clock is ticking. You know, so I assume somebody's, re- you know, putting together a well, complaint. I, yeah, it'll be interesting, you know, in a month or so when I guess we'll hear from, uh, I don't know. I, we're, there's so many agencies now. I'm getting the 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 the, the uh, alphabet soup in my head, but um, FTC, FTC. Yeah, uh, I guess we're hearing for the MLS pen case. We're supposed to be hearing from them on the fifteenth, or is that the DOJ? That's One of the DOJ too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the deep state. I thought we had a lot of real uh, acronyms in real estate. The government's got a close second here, for Christ's sake. Absolutely, the government, the military. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Like I, I want to say that I think what would be interesting would be obviously the hallway conversations, 
Yeah, always. The behind the scenes, always. But even then, I'm not so certain that the MLSs are even willing to have those conversations anymore. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, uh, I think all that is left are the conversations because you don't want anything on, in writing. Right. Right? So, I mean, you know, anything that's a conversation, I think, is a, you know, you can always, and, and you know, let's be honest, sometimes these conversations are forgotten. Right. <laughs> Just on, 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 the, on the inebriation that's going on, right. too, but at least you're going to kind of suss things out, right? So. L let me ask you this. Just from a... Um... I don't know what to call it, PR standpoint, I suppose, right? Given everything that happened, is happening, but given specifically like Sitzer and then the Zillow lawsuit, right? Where it was, you're part of MLS Aligned. If you're an MLS executive, how excited are you to be going to like a CMLS conference? Right. Just, just from an appearance standpoint, I'm not saying there's anything wrong or the CML. No, nothing. I, I happen to know CMLS pretty well, and I know it's not. But just from an appearance standpoint, how how eager are you to be like? I w I attended seven different industry conferences last year where I spoke with a bunch of my peers. Right. Right. No, I, I get what you're getting at. I still think. I mean, those things are needed. There, you know, it's. They're sharing best practices about running those organizations too. It's not just some sort of like um, they're getting updates on you know things that are going on and those things. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if this was just started after all this stuff, oh, we're going to get together and form an association that's going to be in our interest. Maybe that, but this CMLS is you know a lot of people don't know this, but that uh, sixty years old, you mm -hmm. know, started as Northwest Council up. I mean, so it's a a long standing kind of thing here. So I don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put any. I don't think anybody's going to have those kind of uh, collusion. We're meeting together in smoky rooms kind of vibe um, at all. I mean, that, you and I both know that that that's there's no meetings in smoky rooms. We we know that. I'm just saying for appearances. If I'm a plaintiff's attorney and I say, "Hey, look at this conspiracy mongering going on over here," like I don't know. It's a question, right? Yeah, yeah. I Let mean, me put it this way. listen. Here, here's the thing. I, Anybody can sue anybody for anything. Anybody can say Absolutely. anything for anybody. So, I mean, it's just like, if you're going to, if, if this is going to disrupt your life, if your, your business or whatever, how you do things, I mean, you know, if you're not going to come out, um, yeah, I mean, that's not a good thing. I, and I don't think, I don't think people should be fearful. I mean, don't, Let don't me base your way. decisions on fear. Uh, I agree with that. But I would also say if I'm an MLS CEO today, I don't go to any industry conferences without my general counsel right next to me. Hmm. Again, I don't even do know. It. I mean, how many MLSs have like a general counsel? I mean, some of the bigger ones do, but some of the bigger ones know. do. So yeah. that leads right to one of uh, the, the perennial dead horse we like to beat, which is if you are not l large enough to have a general counsel, maybe it's time for you to go. <laughs> <laughs> How, you know, the, the whole thing of like how, you know, if, if, if it's only the attorneys get rich in this, all this stuff, which is basically what's going to happen. It's just what a freaking sad day. Of Good course. Lord. Of course. It's fun. I Lord. mean, I'm not, I'm not denying any of it. I'm just saying, but you got to be, if you're, if you are going to an industry event, I think I would want my GC with me. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we're at, unfortunately. For that matter, brokerages. Well, it, it, again, sued, you know, well, right? go to an association luncheon. I mean, you know, I mean, agents are being sued, teams and stuff. I mean, right. you know, what's up with that, right? Right. So we got to get this behind us. You know, like that's, I just don't know if we're going to do it in 24. Right? I just don't know if we're going to do it this year. Yeah. No, there's a change that coming, man. There's yeah. a change that coming for sure. Good Lord. What's, what's, your, what's, what's the change? Greg, what do you, what, like your gut feeling, what do you think is like the big change that's going to be coming? I I think just the the amount and how many are being uh, sued, this long tail of MLSs. I mean, I kind of, I guess I'm going back and forth on this because I'm not even sure if we have a, I think we have a bet on the number of MLSs. I think we do. Yes. But, you know, those MLS, what, what, what was the stat I gave you? It was like, if there's 525 MLSs, like 240 have less than 500 members piece. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And if they get caught up in a lawsuit, they're toast. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're going to, you know, the, the amount of cost and brain power and everything else to kind of like go through discovery and, you know, file this and 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 whatever. I mean, they they don't there's if you're a 500 member MLS, you don't you know, you're not ready for you don't, you don't have money to hire lawyers. anything like that. You don't have you people don't have, to answer the phone. You right? don't Much have less, money to hire lawyers to defend you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just how – and I think a lot of these guys are just hoping NAR is going to be the cavalry to save the day. Um, and they got to get their head out of the sand for sure, man. All right. So the big change you think is the bottom half of MLSs are just gone. I don't know if it's, I, I'm going to say gone, but there's some restructuring going to happen. And I think it's like, it's like, it's, <clears throat> it's like we were talking about when we were first thinking about this lawsuit. It's like the ones that go first get the better deal. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um, when you turn states evidence, I think is the phrase we were kind of using it. That's right. And I, I won't put it that way, but it's like the, I think if I'm some of those guys out there, you're not going to get a good, you know, you have a little bit of leverage now, right? But don't be coming to me hat in hand when you thought everything was, you know, that everything was going to be taken care of by the mothership. And now you want a good deal. Fuck that. Right? So if, you, if I'm, if I'm one of those 240 MLSs or, and you could put associations in this back, I mean, get your good deal now. Right. Cause the, right. the, the, the MLSs that are, that have planned this out, that are making changes to their structure and their, and, and, and have thought about this. They have that rainy day fund in a way who yeah. are going to survive this. Um, if you want to come to them after, you know, at the very last minute, I mean, you're, you're not going to get anything. I would be starting to talk to thinking about those things right now and getting as yeah. best a deal you can, because you're not yeah. going to get one later. Yeah. No, I agree. It's something we've been saying for about two years now, I think. Yeah. Settle I don't early, know if we settle put often. That, that kind of phrasing, but I mean, I think you know, from that standpoint, I just uh, as these things. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. I know I did. You exactly. You were like you know, you're you crazy. predicting this goddamn thing. That the thousand, you were the telling me I was going to win. So like, yeah. why the fuck no, would I no. settle when I know I'm going to win? So you know, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's it's true. What 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 did Andy say on stage? It's like as, as many times as I've been wrong. Like. <laughs> 
Right. No, I mean, you know, listen, if you want to get out here and talk every week and make predictions, you're going to be way more wrong than you are right. So. That is true. That's, hey, I make predictions guaranteed wrong. So, you know. Yeah. All right. Um, let, let's wrap up there. Um, like I said, I wish we had a little bit more on the FCC implications for the industry, but I think uh, between the two of us, I think we've sort of outlined most of the major big time implications. We are going yeah. to bring on some experts to like really explore that because obviously that's really important, you know, to brokers and agents out there. Like how you do lead generation is all about to change uh, or not. Because here's the thing. Here's the funny thing. When I think about it, I put this on Twitter and number of the responses were basically like, this doesn't affect me in the least bit because I'm all about referrals and sphere, you know, like I don't do the automated stuff. I don't do the, this type of tech marketing and I have a great business because I have a solid roster. Oh, great. Great. You know, um, so maybe not, but it is something that I think the industry should be aware of. And uh, one of the things we do is making the industry aware of shit that should yeah. be aware of. So there we go. So. Very cool, man. All right. Well, great chatting with you. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, we will see you all next week with yet another exciting episode. Or maybe we'll have a boring episode because nothing will actually happen that we have to pay attention to. That would be nice. Yeah, so. God, wouldn't it be? We can go back to like talking about movies and shit. Yeah. Like we have to have one of those kind of episodes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. Later, everyone. Listen, content is everything. Two Brothers Creative makes it look easy. Right now, business owners really only have two options. The first option is hire a big firm. Now, this big firm's gonna come in, make you think that they invented all the algorithms and start charging you thousands of dollars every month. You don't wanna do that. Second option is to do it yourself. Well, that means you gotta learn SEO, SEM, copywriting, marketing techniques on the web. Ugh, you should be really focusing on your own product. But now there's a third option. It's called content in a box. Give Two Brothers Creative 30 minutes a week and they'll handle everything. Plus, they'll show you how to bring it in house later on. They'll rebuild your marketing foundation and give you tools and techniques and a new marketing playbook that'll actually produce real results and help you grow your business. Two Brothers Creative will give you the confidence and know-how to tell the SEOs and SEMs and all those other acronyms to get fucked. You're in control now. Get started today at thecontentbox.com.